Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Socket. I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How the fuck is everybody tonight on this? Thursday, September, what the hell am I wrong with me? January 7th of the whatever fucking year it is. I don't even know anymore. Started off great, five days in, and then yesterday just took an absolute shit. So, whatever. Um, year 2021, there we go. I'm going to say it like that. Um, so tonight is going to be another one of those different types of shows where I don't have a guest. Um... Just because I've, you know, with, with the holidays and everything like that, it was kind of hard to book this week up, uh, which is fine. Um, I don't mind doing one of these every once in a while. Um, but I just felt the need to come on here tonight and kind of give you an update on really what's going on. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, kinda, I did that episode last week with Keith and kind of went into it a little bit, but I haven't really dove much into what is going on and why things are the way they are and you know what's going on with me so as most of you guys know um my wife left me and um that was you know kind of like the final nail in the coffin for 2020 for me um it um that kind of stabbed me right in the gut i mean it 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 was something I kind of expected, but at the same time, I kind of, like, didn't see coming, if that makes any sense. So, let's let's rewind back to August, and let me tell you kind of how this all unfolded. So, in August, she went down to Florida to go visit her parents with our daughter. And while she was down there, um, I guess she had been thinking about, you know, splitting up at that time, and she had joined a couple... Facebook groups, um, including one for bipolar wives, you know, who are thinking about divorce or, you know, divorced bipolar wives or something along those lines. And she actually joined this group. And um, one of her friends that she knows was already in this group as well, I guess. And she had um, text messaged her or attempted to text message her and say, hey, I joined that group. Well, you know, the uh, divorced, you know, bipolar group, whatever it was. Um, but she didn't text it to her. She texted it to me. So that's how I found out that my wife was thinking about leaving me by accident. Um, and that sent me down a spiral. She came home. We talked about it. And, um, you know, we talked about it. And she said, hey, you know, let's, let's, we gave it to the end of the year and we'll figure it out. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's, you know, try to work on us and whatever else. And, you know, we have until January, January 1st is when she said, we'll, we'll make a decision at that time. 
And I thought things were going well. She'd even said a couple times, you know, we're fine. You know, things are getting better, blah, 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 blah. Well, fast forward to November 8th. November 8th was our 13-year anniversary together. Um, we'd been married for 10 at that point, but our dating, I don't know, day we met, that was our 13th year anniversary of the day we met. November 8th. And that's the day she told me she wanted a divorce. And... Um, I just, at that point, I just broke down. I mean, I had just really lost all confidence in myself, lost the ability to think positively. You know, it was... (sighs) For somebody who is bipolar like me and suffers from PTSD and... Um, major anxiety. You know, it's it's hard sometimes to even wake up in the morning. Um, sometimes waking up in the morning is the best thing I'll do all day. Um, especially on a weekend. You know, especially when I don't have any shows to do or whatever. You know, it's just you know waking up is is the biggest accomplishment for me. Um, but I you know the last. Now it's been two months almost, it'll be two months tomorrow that, you know, this all started to, you know, go with the way it's been. It's just, it's been rough. It's been difficult. It's been hellacious to say the least. It's just one of those things where I just can't get out of my own head. I'm moving forward and I'm moving on and I'm, you know, things are getting better. It's just, you know... And it's not really so much has to do with her, but now it's just a confidence thing on my end. You know, I've always, you know, kind of played the whole fake it till I make it thing. You know, showing confidence on the outside while I have zero confidence on the inside. Um, I hide a lot internally um, and don't really speak out as much as I should. Or if I do, I'm doing it in comedy form or joke form or I'm being sarcastic about stuff. I'm not really being forefronted, you know. Sometimes I'll just make little snide remarks that kind of give a clue on how I'm thinking, but they're not really how I'm thinking. So you kind of have to, like, look a little bit deeper and maybe ask questions. But if you know what I'm doing, I mean, you know what I'm doing. But it's... See, now I'm rambling because I'm manic. Um... Then fast forward to Christmas Day. Christmas Day was the day before my wife was leaving. She left, moved out of the house basically on December 26th. On that day, you know, at that point I was already accepted what was going on and I was already starting to move on, you know, with things and, um, and, but it was like, you know, at that point I was like, this is the end of my family. You know, this was just a hard day. And it was so bad that, you know, I didn't even call my mom, you know, on Christmas day. And, um, but at the same time, I didn't call anybody, including my, my 18 year old. Um, and she took that very, very personally. So this 27th, two days later, um, you know, so 
was her birthday. So the 26th, my everyone moves out. My wife, you know, moves out. My daughter's not moving out. She's obviously going to be here half the time. We have a good 50-50 agreement. So that's that's settled. But she's in Florida right now um, until everything kind of gets settled between me and my ex-wife, our soon-to-be ex-wife. But anyway, so the 26th, you know, everyone left. I was still down in the dumps. But then the 27th came, and that was my daughter's birthday. And she turned 19, and I was going to call her. And her girlfriend text messaged me, hey, don't call her. She's pissed at you, whatever. And I called her, and she kind of went off on me and made a TikTok saying that she doesn't want to talk to me anymore. She's giving up on me, whatever, all because I didn't call her on the, 26th, on, the on Christmas Day. And I admit that I should have called her. However, you know, for her to now say that she wants me completely out of her life and wants nothing to do with me absolutely destroyed me. Yeah, I made a huge mistake. I should have called her, but I was... I was in a really bad depressive state and that's not an excuse at any, in any which way, shape or form. It's not an excuse, but it's the fact um, that I, I didn't even want to wake up that day. But if it wasn't for my other daughter, you know, wanting to open up presents or whatever the case might be. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have gotten out of bed. It was just a bad day. And um, then for my daughter, two days later, my other daughter to just completely cut me out like that broke my heart. Um, cause now that's the second time she's done that to me this year. She moved out in March and now she's, you know, cause we were fighting and it was just a toxic situation. And, you know, she was, you know, a certain way. I'm a certain way. We're both bipolar. You know, it was just, we were just a bad situation. So I, I got that. I was understandable. So she moved back to Florida with her mom and, but then this happened and she said that, you know, I only need her when I need her, but that wasn't what I was doing there. That wasn't a you know, I don't need you. It was a, come on, what are you doing? Hello. Oh, there we go. Okay. We're back. Um, sorry about that. My computer glitched. Um, it wasn't a, I don't want to be around you or I don't need you. It was a, I'm in a really bad spot mentally and I don't, I, I just meant messed up. It's not like I only come to you when I need you. It was, it was a, Hey, you don't even, you know, call me. If I don't initiate contact, you don't initiate contact. And while again, while I should have contacted her on Christmas day, it, what she did she took it too far in my opinion and it broke my heart and i was just in a wreck i was just an absolute fucking wreck all that week leading up to new year's day um and then new year's eve came and for the first time in 13 years i was alone on new year's day i mean new year's eve I didn't have anybody to kiss didn't have anybody to hug or celebrate with i was all alone literally all alone um Midnight came and went, and I don't even like. I wasn't even paying attention to it. I wasn't even excited for it. I didn't even care. Um, it just came and went, and I was like, "Oh, it's 2021." Uh, I don't even remember what I was doing. Um, and it was just, I was just laying in bed and watching TV, and oh, there it is. New Year's New Year's Day is here, and. That was a really, really rough spot to be in, knowing that. That I, for the first time, 
in 13 years, I was alone on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. You know, my daughter had just, you know, did what she did and my wife was gone and, you know, just my other daughter was gone and I just like had a massive breakdown on New Year's Day. Massive. Um, and I had made a post on Instagram and I'm going to read that post right now. So a lot of people have reached out to me about it and, um, a lot of people were just kind of curious if I was okay. And at the moment I wasn't, but this is what I wrote. I don't like who I am. I don't like who I've become. I'm just a shell of anything I used to be. I don't want any of it any of it. I'm just flesh and an absent mind occupying, occupying space. I don't want to fight anymore. I just want to be okay. I'm about to break down and I'm searching for a way out. Um, that was tough to, to write because it was true. Um, but I wasn't searching for a way out as far as like suicide. Um, so that was never a thought that came into my head. It was just, I'm searching for a way out of the funk, the, the harsh reality of life. You know what I'm saying? Again, you know, I have a lot of things that are positive going on and I'm starting to find happiness again. Um, but at the same time, I still have my brain that won't turn off. I mean, I'm bipolar. It's just something that I can't, I can control it to a certain extent, but I can't control it. <laughs> you know, enough sometimes. Yeah, I'm doing great on my pills. I haven't missed any doses. Um, and I'm on CBD um, as well, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but again, those depressive days, sometimes you just cannot avoid them. And that day, I literally, I don't remember what time I went to, the woke up that day or went to sleep. But I literally, <coughs> excuse me, woke up and I didn't do any. I went downstairs, let the dogs out. But other than that, I went right back to bed and just laid there all day. And I binge watched Cobra Kai. Um, and that was relaxing. But at the same time, it kind of sucked because that was something I was supposed to do with my youngest daughter, who's still in Florida. Because again, me and my soon be ex-wife are still, you know, getting situated. She's not, she's living with somebody else right now. She doesn't have her own place yet. So, you know, she doesn't want our daughter to be up here while that's going on. And I get that. So I'm not upset about that at all. Um, she wants to be able to have her, our daughter come somewhere with her that she feels safe and has her own room and place and blah, 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 blah. blah. So I get all that. And it's not fair to her to, for her to stay here the entire time. Cause then she can only see her, my wife, you know, every once in a while. So we just thought it was a better idea just to have her stay with her grandparents until everything got situated. But either way, I was watching Cobra Kai by myself, and I was supposed to be watching that with my daughter. And that hurt. <laughs> but at least I got to watch the show, and it, it was a feel-good season. It was a good, good season. But again, it still sucked. And then... I, like, I got hungry, but I didn't want to cook. So I ordered Buffalo Wild Wings. And, and the reason why I ordered that is because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to bring in some sense of normality. I need to break what's going on here. I need to try, to try to bring in some sense of normal for myself. And New Year's Day was all the bowl games. 
including the the two semifinals for um, the national championship game for college football. And as everybody knows, I'm a huge Buckeye fan. And um, that night, 8 o'clock, we played Clemson. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat some wings, get some cheese fries, and I'm going to watch the game. And that's exactly what I did. I managed to drag my ass out of bed, put on a jersey, put on my hat. I have a necklace that is full of Buckeye nuts. Um, you know, I try to get my normal ritual down that I, I do when I watch a game. And something interesting happened. So I'm going to give you a little bit of history on, on football here for a second. But I promise you, it's not a history lesson on football. It's a history lesson on football that coincides with how I was feeling that day, and they intersect. So bear with me for a moment. So in the 70s, um, we had a coach at the time. His name was um, Woody Hayes, one of the greatest coaches of you know college football ever. Um, our stadium is named after him, yada, yada, yada. But um, his last game was a game against Clemson. Um, and we lost. And he was so pissed off that he ran onto the field and punched the quarterback in the face. <laughs> that is a true fucking story. <laughs> and um, next day he was fired. Um, but, you know, they didn't let it taint his legacy. So they, you know, named the, the horseshoe after him and, you know, still praise him to this day but that was something that was like a little black cloud over our you know the ohio state buckeyes was the fact that he punched that kid in the face and then we've played them three times since then and every time we've lost clemson was the only team that we've ever lost to that we've never come back and beat and in reality they were also the only team that we had never beaten and all week long, I'm just, I was in my head about it, you know, trying to think of other things other than, you know, life. I was thinking about the game, and I was talking to my brother, and I was like, oh, you know, we've never beat Clemson. I don't know. If, I'm hoping we can pull through. I hope we can break this curse. Because it felt like a curse. I mean, it felt like the curse that the Red Sox had for the longest time, the curse of the Bambino, because they traded, you know, um, Babe Ruth to New York, and then they never won the fucking, you know, uh, uh, I can't even talk today, but they never won the World Series until like whatever year it was until they finally won. But that's how it felt to me, at least, that it was like a curse. And so I, I hype myself up and I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. And last year we had lost by six points to Clemson in a, another one of these semifinal games. And they, um, I was watching the game and they were kept talking about how they only lost by six points they didn't lose by seven they lost by six and it was a whole you know bunch of controversy surrounding it but either way they never let it get them down inside of the uh, locker room inside the weight room they had a tv up on the screen and it never changed the entire year it's just said ohio state you know i think it was uh 23 to 29 so it was you know ohio state 23 clemson 29 you know and that score was up on the board all year long and that's all they were working toward was to defend their honor and finally break that curse and finally beat ohio state and i mean finally beat ohio state finally beat clemson and um they put every ounce of themselves into that game every ounce 
and um, they hold on a second. Dogs are barking. Um, they put every ounce in, of themselves into that game, and they ended up just destroying them, twenty uh, forty-nine to twenty-eight. And I really kind of put myself in their shoes. You know, they had, you know, lost that game um, in controversial fashion, but they had lost that game. And then they had a bad year, you know, suffered by coronavirus, you know, bullshit. They were only supposed to, like, have, like, ten games anyway, but, like, fucking four or five of them ended up getting canceled because of coronavirus. They ended up getting some, you know, players that had it and other teams had it, and they canceled a bunch of games, including the biggest game of the year versus Michigan. But again, they never let it waver. They never let it waver. Um, they went and they won the uh, Big Ten Championship. Then they went and they beat Clemson. And I'm like, you know, if, if these guys can overcome all that adversity, you know, injuries and sicknesses and a loss to one of the best teams in the country and still come out on top after all this time, so can I. And I really, really, really believe that. And I still do. Because um, it's one of those things where, you know, you've got to look up to your heroes. You know, and, you know, it's not any one person on that team that's a hero of mine. It's just, you know, it's something about, you know, I've been watching the Buckeyes since I was a kid. You know, passed down from my grandpa to my dad to my to me and my brother and it's just one of those things where it there's nothing better than a Saturday afternoon or night or you know whatever and watching the Buckeyes play you know and seeing that Friday night woke me out of my funk I can tell you that much it really did um because it was Again, them showing me, hey, if we can do it, so can you. And it reminded me of why I do this show every night. Because if I can do it, so can you. Um, I sometimes lose track of the whole idea behind this show. Um, because I don't like talking about mental health every day. And I know people are like, well, I'm a mental health. Hey, you're right, I am. But I don't do it once a week or once every two weeks or once a month. I go live and do the show five nights a week. If I talked about mental health every night, it would get boring and I'd lose listeners. And the whole point of the show would lose value. Would lose surface value. Um, so I talk music every night. I talk you know, this every night. I talk that every night. And I slip the mental health stuff in when it needs to be talked about. Whether I'm having a mental health issue or my guest kind of mentions something that I need to dig into more. And then once I'm able to figure that out and you know, talk to them about it, I'm like, okay, there's my opening. But if I don't see an opening, I don't talk to them about it. I don't. And, and sometimes that's the best way to do it because, again, it, everybody at home that listens to the show, watches the show, whatever, all 40, 50,000 of you guys um, knows I deal with mental health. So I don't need to come out and say, hey, I'm bipolar, suffer from PTSD and anxiety, and I've had two suicide attempts. I don't need to do that every day. Um, but I need to do it 
when I need to do it. Tonight was one of those nights where I just needed to do it. Um, and it's just been rough. And I again, I don't let... I'm trying not to let it get in my way. But I have been. Um, especially this past week. And I hate myself for that. I hate myself for a lot of things. But I hate myself for that. Because I let it get to me. And sometimes my only saving grace in a week during the week is this. This show right here. Um... I have a pain in the ass ginger that helps out too. Um, but you know, sometimes this is this is all I have, um, and I can't thank you guys enough. When I put out a, a instant message or instant message, when I put out a uh, Instagram post or a tweet or Facebook post or. Now I'm starting to be more active on TikTok. As soon as I do something like that and put out a mental health anything, you guys reach out right away. And it means the world to me. Um, because it means that what I say does matter and what I'm doing does matter. And that fucking shocks the hell out of me. Like, I'm nobody. You know, I'm just a former indie wrestler with a broken fucking neck. And uh, want to be, you know, national stand-up comedian, you know, with a decent following on a podcast. I'm, I'm really nobody, but apparently I have touched somebody. So for that, I say thank you. And for life in general, I just say thank you. You know, it's. It's amazing what you can do with your voice when you try to do something with your voice. Whether you're trying to incite riots at our fucking national... <laughs> at our national capital. <laughs> fucking asshole, motherfucker. Um, or... You're trying to help somebody not commit suicide or trying to help somebody that's coming out of a uh, mental funk. You know, um, words are powerful. And that's what I try to do on this show. And sometimes I don't follow my own, you know, I don't follow my own lead by example bullshit. I don't. I come on here and I tell you that I do and I lie to you that I do. But that's only during the hour and a half, two hours that I'm doing this show. The other 22 hours in a day, I'm off in a land that I have created in order to not hate myself. And it sucks. Because I want to be normal. Um, I want to fight oppression. I want to fight, you know, injustice for people like me. You know, people still look at us like we're crazy. We're not fucking crazy. 
we just have hormonal imbalances. We're born this way. Bipolar is not something that you're given. Depression is not something that you're, you make. Um, sometimes it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, in certain circumstances, it just eventually just breaks you down and you just lose it. Um, but most of the time you're born with it. You're born with it. And it's something that you just sometimes are lucky enough to discover early on. And sometimes like me, you fight it for 37 years and telling everybody and their mother, um, literally that there's nothing wrong with you. And even though I knew there was something wrong with me, I refused to admit it. Even after my brother and my mother were diagnosed, I still refused to believe that there was something wrong with me. That No, I had the superior genetics. <laughs> it skipped a generation with me. Chad got it, and my mom got it, but not me. Yeah, I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, and... Again, some days I go to sleep hoping I don't wake up. Some days I wake up saying, fuck, damn it. Um, some days I wake up going, I don't want to get out of bed. And yet at the same time, some days I can't sleep. Um, or I can't stop moving. It is such a... Weird place in my head. It is, sometimes I just can't turn myself off. Um, it's like there's a hamster wheel in there, and this hamster is like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of fucking hamsters just on that wheel, never fucking stopping. And then sometimes I have the Peter Griffin of hamsters in my head, and he just like, eh. I'm just going to sit here and drink a beer. <laughs> and they trade off. And sometimes they fight over who gets control of that wheel. And it's it's a messed up place in my brain. Especially since I just compared myself to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Peter Griffin. Because I don't have any of their tendencies, do I? Um, I don't have any of their tendencies, do I? I don't... I don't have balls on my chin. I don't think I've ever slept with a maid. Or have I? Have I ever slept with a maid? See, this is what I fucking do! I'm serious for... How long is it? 33 minutes! <laughs> and I start making jokes. This is what it's like in my head. It's so fucked up in there. Um... That is part of this whole thing, too, is the fact that if I'm serious for too long, I start thinking of jokes in my head and how do I get myself out of this? Um, you know, that's why, you know, when I'm in a relationship, Ginger, um, <laughs> you know, I do that kind of stuff. You'll be talking about something serious and I can't stop making jokes. Um, that's usually the manic in me because um, I don't want to bring out the depression. Depression. Oh my, Joe Mangalantinello. Um, I don't want to bring out the depression. I want to. Um, I want to keep the manic going. I, the manic is insane. I mean, 
I just ramble and ramble and ramble and go in circles and go in circles and can't stop moving, can't stop fidgeting my fucking leg. It shakes all the time. Um, you know, I there's just there's a lot in my head that scares me, and I try to keep it down. Um, and I do it with humor. Um, but I enjoy it. <laughs> it allows me to not be insane, not be locked up in a fucking white rubber room. However, that might be fun. I wonder if the walls are bouncy. Is it like a giant fucking, you know, bounce house? Because that might be fun. I don't know. See, I did it again. Um, so, that's pretty much where I've been, um, which is all over the place. Um, I do need to get back in more into comedy again because that is definitely a an outlet for me. Um, so I, I vowed to do more comedy shows this year. I know can't go out. Um, and do them in public, but I want to start doing more Zoom shows. So I'm gonna. I've reached out to a couple of people and started doing that again. Um, but I definitely want to get on some Zoom shows and just start getting back to who I am. This show is definitely 100% who I am, but I need to do more. Um, I need to do more of just this, just speaking who I am and talking shit and, um, you know writing my feelings down and putting them out into the world to see and hear. Therefore, you guys can really get an idea of how fucked up I really am. Because <laughs> um, it is a messed up place in there. Um, but I do want to go ahead and t touch on something, though. And uh, this is what I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. Kind of a short episode tonight, but... Um, as you guys have seen, that are it's right here on the banner on my green screen here, um, I have a new sponsor, and I've I plugged them on Tuesday, and I'm going to plug them again right now, but I'm kind of go a little bit more in depth with it. Um, so Wildflower Hemp is a CBD company, and again, like I said on Tuesday, CBD kind of gets a bad rap. Um, you know, people say, oh, no, it's cannabis. Oh, no, it's it's got THC. Oh, it's got this. And, oh, it's marijuana. You don't want to get high. That's the drug. And blah, blah. Okay. Let me debunk a couple things real quick. Number one, it is not marijuana. It does contain THC. Absolutely. Contain, contains 0.03% THC, which is well, 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 well below the legal limit. It is not intoxicating or hallucinogenic um, in any which way, shape, or form. Um, you do not always have to smoke it. You can sometimes ingest it like a gummy or a pill. Um, there's also lotions and drops, like little drops you can put underneath your tongue. Um, there's lots of different ways to do it. And the thing about THC is it has been proven to have many, many medicinal effects. And it's over-the-counter and completely legal. Um, but definitely talk to your doctor about it first. Um, but if you have chronic pain, like I do, you know, I've broken my neck twice and have, have had two neck surgeries. Um, I've got 
chronic hip issues. I've got lower back issues. I'm broken, people. I'm broken. I'm 40 years old and wrestled for 12 years and fought martial arts for 20 years. And yeah, my, my body's disintegrating at a rapid rate. <laughs> but I digress. Um, so along with that, it also helps with anxiety. And it helps with a, a buttload of other things. Um, depression and, you know, it's, it's been known to help, um, people with Parkinson's disease have less, you know, shakes. It's been known for people with, um, epilepsy to have less seizures. There's lots of different things out there, um, that this has been proven to help. And I use it for the chronic pain and for my anxiety. Because I did not want to be stuck on a narcotic such as Xanax or Clonopam. That shit is rough. Um, I did not want to be stuck on that. So I made a choice and I talked to my doctor and I said, hey, how about this? And he goes, great idea. Go for it and see if it works. Because CBD doesn't always work for people. Let me be honest with you. It doesn't always work. But it did for me. So for me and for thousands and thousands of people like me, CBD might be a way to go. And I know, like I said, I know you don't might not want to smoke. I know you might not want to, you know, do any of that kind of stuff because you don't do that kind of stuff. Um, but it's no different than going to my opinion. It is no different than going to the store and buying a vitamin C supplement or fish oil. It's a supplement. You know, it really truly is. It's a natural herbal supplement and it might work for you it might not um but in my opinion the best place to go for it is wildflower um the guy's owner his name is gary he's a small farmer um in oregon um great fucking guy family man um used to be addicted to you know drugs and alcohol and nicotine got himself clean and started this company um great fucking guy and, you know, they've hooked me up with a bunch of stuff and, you know, it's really, truly helped me. Again, CBD has helped me get off of the narcotics. And when I say narcotics, I mean Xanax and um, Clonopam, which I was taking legally, prescribed by a doctor, but I did not want to stay prescribed by a doctor, that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a great thing. And I'm going to do a full episode on CBD um, as a bonus episode, probably this weekend. Um, and I might put it out on this podcast or I might just leave it a, just on YouTube with studies and medical professional stuff and go, go a little bit more in depth with it. But this is past 10 minutes has just been kind of like a, an ad for wildflower because it's hundred percent true. Um, it CBD means a world to me. It has helped me so much and it can help you too. If you give it a shot, um, gummies, pills, you know, liquid drops that just drop into your mouth, and, um, experiment flavored, but, um, give them a shot wildflowerhempco.com. Um, and then again, like I said, I'll go more in depth and do a whole CBD episode, a bonus episode, um, in regards to this, because it's, it's important. Um, mental health is important, you know? what I go through on a daily basis, millions of other people go through as well. And sometimes they don't get the help that they need. 
Sometimes they're afraid to go to the doctor. Sometimes they're afraid to tell anybody for a fear of a stigma of being considered crazy. And I get it. I get to call them crazy all the time. I might be, but I'm still here. Um, and I want you to be here as well. And I want you to be here selfishly because I need listeners. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Or am I? No, I'm kidding. Or am I? No, I'm just kidding. Or am I? Um, no, I want you to be here. I need you to be here. Just like your family does. Somebody's messaging me. Um, I should have muted my phone. Sorry, cat. It's been a year and I still haven't learned my lesson. Um, so that's kind of my health, mental health update. I'm going to try to be better. Push through the pain a little bit harder. Fight a little bit harder. Um, I've said this before and I'm going to say this again. In life... The only person that's putting a wall between you and a goal is you. You have built that wall yourself. There might be other hurdles in the way, but the wall between you and success is you. Bottom line. So never, ever let yourself win. But you can win. It's deep. Not really. Because um, the only person that put that wall up this week was me. And this was my way of knocking down that fucking wall with that sledgehammer. Sometimes it's fun just to beat shit up. Um, but yeah. So that's pretty much all I needed to come on here and say today. I, I, this may have been boring. This may have been a little nonchalant. Um, may have been a little bit rambly. But it's something that I needed to do for myself. And if you feel the same way I do, I hope you enjoyed it. If you don't feel the same way I do, change the fucking channel. Go listen to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Go listen to Joe Rogan. I don't care. This wasn't for you. But for those of you who stuck around the full 45 minutes, thank you. I love you. You're special to me. Um, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, but yeah. Check out wildflowerhemco.com. And as always, betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod for 10% off your first month. Um, two great mental health companies that need your support. And they will be more than happy to support you in the safe time. Um, that's all I got for you tonight, guys. Thank you so much for being here. You guys mean the absolute fucking world to me. Join me tomorrow night, same time, same place, 8 p.m. East, 5 p.m. West, with comedian Terry S. Um, so she uses a stage name because she doesn't like to tell, use her real name. <laughs> so Terry S. Comedy will be joining me tomorrow. Um, come back for that. And until then, guys, remember how much I love you. Stay happy. Stay healthy. And as always, stay fucking heavy. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.